When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shake, The Dream Take podcast. My name is... Mike Brown, we are coming to you live here on Spotify Live on the Sunday night before the 2022 NBA Draft Lottery. So, for this week's show, uh, that'll be out tomorrow morning. Uh, We appreciate everybody that's going to come join us here on Spotify Live to talk all things NBA Lottery and the Houston Rockets. Before we get started on that topic, I do have an apology to give out uh, to Luka Doncic, who on this show multiple times I have been quoted as saying that this guy has not been able to get it done when it mattered most. He has not been able to get his team into the second round of the NBA playoffs. Not only has he done that, as it sh- appears right now, uh, it is a what is it a forty five point lead over the Phoenix Suns. So congrats to Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks on moving to the Golden or playing the Golden State Warriors, I should say, in the Western Conference Finals. I do owe that apology to Luka uh, and the Dallas Mavericks. Best of luck in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I'm not sure if you're a Rockets fan, who you're going to root for in Golden State, Dallas. I, for one, will be rooting for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I in no way will ever root uh, if I can help it for the Golden State Warriors. So with that being said, with that off my chest, it is NBA draft lottery talk starting now until the draft. If you are with us here on Spotify Live, thank you so much. As always, we strive to be the most interactive Houston Rockets podcast in the game. You want to come up and give me your thoughts on the NBA lottery, what the Rockets should do, what you're hoping for. Pretty easy. Hit that request to speak button. Uh, come on up on stage. I'd love to talk with you guys. We'll go for about a half hour tonight. So uh, hit that request to speak button. Come up on stage. Give me your thoughts about what is going to happen on Tuesday night. On that note, I, for one, I was thinking about this today. If you're a Rockets fan, what should you be hoping for on Tuesday night? Um, and I say that 
with a couple things in mind. It goes without saying that if you're a Rockets fan, you obviously you want the number one pick in the draft. However, I think Rockets fans should want the number one pick in the draft for a multitude of reasons. The first being that there's so much talk that it's the top three and then everybody else, and that's Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, Paolo Boncaro. As I'm watching these games this weekend, right, think about today when Boston beat uh, Milwaukee. Well, why did Boston beat Milwaukee? In my opinion, it had nothing to do with the interior presence for the Boston Celtics. It was all about Jason Tatum, the wings, and the backcourt. Same thing with what Dallas is doing right now to uh, Phoenix. The the Mavericks are doing what they're doing without a... They're doing it with Dwight Powell in the middle. And with no disrespect to Dwight Powell, but he's not, a, he's not thought to be one of the better big men in the league. He's a guy. You know, tonight he has six points and he has five rebounds. You know, the the Mavericks, Doncic has 35. Jalen Brunson has 24. Spencer Dinwiddie has 30 points. What do all three of those guys have in common? Jalen Brunson is a point guard. Doncic is is 6'6". Dinwiddie 6'6 as well. None of those three guys are big men. Look at what happened earlier in the day in the Boston-Milwaukee game. Boston gets 27 points out of Grant Williams, who's a forward. He's not a, you know, an interior big man. He's a power forward. He's a forward, though, right? You look at Grant Williams, and he's 6'6". He's not a big man. Now, if they play him at the power forward spot, more power to Boston. But he's 6'6". He's a forward that can go get you points. Jason Tatum, 23 points. Marcus Smart had 11 points. Uh, Brown had 19 points. Horford only had six points. Uh, Pritchard kicked in with 14 points. So while that's a small sample size and what you should look for in your draft thought process, teams right now are showing you Golden State included. Look what Golden State's doing. You have Draymond Green. Draymond Green is a, He's a center by today's standard, but they're winning these series because of guys like Clay and guys like uh, Steph Curry and uh, uh, whatever the hell his name is, who's making himself a whole lot of money. Um, for some reason, his name is, is evading me, uh, but I'll get that name here in just a second. Uh, but the guard, God, this is killing me. Um, whatever his name is, um, hold on. Give me, I'm not going to be able to continue the show without knowing his name. Uh, pool, Jordan pool. That's what I've been thinking of. Um, you know, they're playing Looney 35 minutes, but Looney, Looney's giving him, you know, you know, good rebounding numbers. He's giving him good points off the bench, but they're showing you that you can, the blueprint to winning in today's NBA is number one. You need two superstars, at least I would say. Uh, Miami is kind of dispelling that a little bit with Kyle Lowry being down. But you need to have multiple stars, and you've got to have not one, not two, but multiple guys who are six, four to six, eight, six, nine, can handle the ball, can play defense, can give you exactly what you need on the on the the perimeter. 
either shooting the ball or playing defense or being able to switch on multiple different types of guys. You can't tell me if you're the Houston Rockets and you land the number one pick in the draft, there's only one guy, in my opinion, that can help you become part of the blueprint to win for an extended period of time. And that is Jabari Smith from Auburn. That has been my guy for weeks. That continues to be my guy as we get closer to Tuesday night. And my thought process behind the Rockets getting the number one pick in the draft, number one pick in the draft, is you have got to nail that pick. Because that doesn't come around very often. The ability to draft number one, that's why, in my opinion, come Tuesday night, the Rockets have a 14% chance at the number one pick, along with Orlando and Detroit. So there are three teams who have the best shot at winning the number one pick in the draft. That's us, the Houston Rockets, the Orlando Magic, and Detroit. The way I see it, and I know that it's, you know, the odds and ping pong balls and all this, you will not convince me that the NBA does not have some sort of say in who gets the number one pick in the draft. I do not see Detroit getting the number one pick in back-to-back years. I just don't see it. I think if the NBA had its way, they would want their number one pick going to a relatively decent-sized market, which, to me, takes Orlando out of it, it leaves the Houston Rockets. Do I think that there is a... And Jonathan says, if you believe that, then the game loses all integrity. Okay, look, I think the NBA has had an integrity problem in in the past, uh, i.e. Tim Donaghy betting on games. Um. I also think, look at years like LeBron James. When LeBron James comes out, you think that it was a coincidence that Cleveland ended up with the number one pick with him being an Ohio kid? No. It absolutely has something to do with it. I'll give you a third instance. You're going to tell me that it's crazy that the year that Minnesota got the number one pick in the draft and took Anthony Edwards, it was relatively... Uh, right around that time that the Timberwolves went up for sale. So you don't think it was enticing to people looking to buy that franchise with a number one pick being attached to it? No, they're going to make their money regardless. But to me, the NBA definitely has some sort of say in where that number one pick goes. I could be wrong, but it's just how I feel. If somebody... You know, listening right now on Spotify Live wants to come up on stage and dispel that rumor. Come on up, defend your position. I just think that, um, what's it called? Uh, oh, God, Jonathan makes another great point. You think it's a coincidence that the Rockets, who were going into a new stadium and end up with the number one pick in the year that they draft Yao Ming? Uh, no, that is not by chance. And then... The Rockets get the the naming rights go to Toyota. No, not shocking whatsoever. Um, so I, that, that's how I that's how I think. So in order, so let's round out the Rockets, the Orlando Magic, the Detroit Pistons all have a fourteen percent chance at the number one pick. 
The Oklahoma City Thunder have a 12.5% chance at the number one pick. And then Indiana has a 10.5% chance. So those are the five teams with double-digit percentage uh, chance, a double-digit percentage points chance at the number one pick. The Rockets are going to be drafting somewhere between one and five. We know that everybody is hoping, they're thinking, they're wishing, they're praying for a top three pick so they can end up with Chet, Paolo, or Jabari. Now, uh, Sean says, i trade back if I got the number one pick. It's a very interesting thought. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't because it depends on how far you're going to drop down. You know, give me give me a trade to, to ponder, Sean. If you want to move out from number one, if you're the Rockets, you cannot go you can't go lower than five. Because for for anybody who's thinking, well, if you trade down, where are you going to trade down to? Uh, you know, what what type of guys are you going to be looking at? You know, if you go beyond five, because in my opinion, the top five are Paolo, Jabari Smith, Shet Holmgren. I think Jaden Ivey goes in the top five. I think then it's a toss-up between Keegan Murray from Iowa and, uh, you know, Shadon Sharp, a guy like that. If the Rockets can come out of this with, you know, Sharp, Ivey, Holmgren, Murray, Smith, Paolo, I'm okay. That's six. If you're the Rockets, you can't go below six. But here's the thing, right? And the question that I'm going to ask, because we're going to have a show on Tuesday, Jeremy and I, so we'll be talking a lot more things draft prospect related once we have a better idea of where the Rockets are going to be drafting. The thing you have to ask yourself, and and Sean and, and, and Jonathan, you guys are loyal fans, so I'm, I'm talking directly to you guys. Of the guys that are available that I just named, Paolo Boncaro, Power Forward Duke, Jabari Smith, Keegan Murray, Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey, Shadon Sharp. How many of those guys realistically can help you take that next step in the franchise's development? Because to me, Paolo doesn't do anything for me. He just doesn't. I think Paolo is another guy. He's 6'10". You already have... Not one, but two guys who are 6'10 on the roster. That's Alperen Shangun and uh, Christian Wood. Most people think that they're going to move on from Wood. If they move on from Wood, I like Paolo. But who is Paolo going to guard on a Golden State Warriors, for example? You're not going to put him on. You can't put him on Clay. You can't put him on Poole. You can't put him on Steph. Could you put him on a Draymond Green? Potentially. Draymond Green, physicality-wise, would eat Paolo up. You know, Paolo is 250, but he's a lean 250. Like, that's my problem is, what do you do with a guy like a Paolo in a playoff series? Because that's what you have to start talking about, right? Is the Rockets, if they have the best offseason they can have, which is let's say taking Christian Wood in number 16, flipping those two guys for a ready-now piece and then getting the number one pick, you sign a free agent or two, maybe not top-level guys. But the Rockets could sniff the play-in the play tournament 
next year. As goofy and as stupid as I think that that tournament is, the Rockets could be a part of that. When you look at the teams that made the uh, playing tournament this year, I'll give you a perfect example. If you're the Rockets, could you play a guy like a Paolo Boncaro on a Dwight Powell for Dallas? Maybe. Powell would eat him alive on the boards, though. Like, Paolo is is a nice player. Do I think he's going to be the worthy of a number one pick? No, I don't. You move on to the next guy, which, according to CBS Sports, if the Rockets were to get the number one pick, they would take Paolo. If the Rockets get the number one pick in the draft and they draft Paolo Boncaro, my early draft grade without investigating more tape on Paolo, I'd give it a B minus. I think it's a nice pick. I think it's a nice pick depending on what else rounds out the roster. It just, it doesn't fit for me, right? Because when you have a guy like a Jabari Smith, just for context, right? Paolo is 6'10", 250. Jabari is 6'10", 220. The the early comps on a Jabari Smith, he's Kevin Durant light. He can create off the dribble. He's an elite outside shooter. He shoots 42% from three compared to 33.8% for uh, Paolo. Now, granted, those are only this past year. Can both of those guys improve in those spots? Yeah, potentially. Um, the, The biggest thing about Jabari Smith is Jabari Smith, when you're, again, when you're watching these playoff games, the way these teams are winning playoff games, playoff games, right, is having that elite, not good, elite wing presence with guys that can create off the dribble and can help facilitate the offense for other guys on the court. Every team has one. At least one, right? The the Mavericks have two. The Mavericks have Luka Doncic, and they've got Spencer Dinwiddie. All the props to the Dallas Mavericks at the deadline for acquiring a guy like a Spencer Dinwiddie, who has done nothing but balled out for them, and they're going to the Western Conference Finals. They deserve all the props in the world. Uh, Boston. Boston's got guys up and down that roster that can defend, that can play hard and play with each other in a way that makes the rest of the roster better. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart. Guys like that are just, they're so hard to come by. And it's not a great example because those teams have been built over multiple years, but they had to start with guys like uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And when you look at what guys like, uh, Grant Williams did. Grant Williams played 39 minutes today, had 27 points. Uh, guys like Peyton Pritchard, 14 points. And what's so crazy, and, and I don't want to get on a tangent on this, is they have they switched their coach. They, they got rid of uh, Brad Stevens, put him in the front office, went with Ime Odoko, and they're in the Eastern Conference Finals less than a year later. And this is for the crowd that I'm still chanting from the rooftops that the Rockets will never be anything of substance until they get rid of Steven Silas. Um, the way that you can help 
a guy like a Steven Silas who has shown with a lack of talent has had troubles creating an offensive system that works in today's NBA is you draft a guy like a Jabari Smith who can get his own shot whenever he wants. And he does so many different things well. You know, he, had, he averaged seven and a half rebounds uh, last year with Auburn in a stacked front court that uh, allowed, uh, you know, Walker Kessler, who's going to be a first-round pick as well. Uh, so they both were able to flourish there. Sean says, Jaden Ivey and Shadon Sharp are prototypes for what's working more so than Jabari. You get Jabari to be to differentiate differentiate yourself and hope he gets a better handle. Um, here's my thing with Shadon Sharp. Why would you draft Shadon Sharp if you just drafted Jalen Green? I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me unless you move down and you pick up another piece. I mean, Shadon Sharp is a six six shooting guard. He's a little bit bigger than Jalen Green, but I like Shadon Sharp, but it doesn't make any sense for me when you already drafted Jalen Green. Jaden Ivey is a guy that is a really, really interesting prospect because Jaden Ivey would fit in really well with this team if you move on from Kevin Porter Jr. or if you can get Kevin Porter Jr. to accept a role coming off of the bench. Would I take Jaden Ivey with the number one overall pick in the draft with the other guys that are on the board? No, I wouldn't. And I, I'm a little taken back, Sean, when you say that our prototypes for what's working more so than Jabari. I mean, I don't see how that is. I mean, Jabari at 6'10", can guard multiple positions, shoots 43% from the three-point line, can get his shot relatively easily at the collegiate level, it'll be more difficult in the NBA level. But as we've seen, it took guys like Jason Tatum multiple years to get comfortable, um, you know, getting his own shot. Um, that's the thing is, is Jabari. I just, I, I'm a big fan of Jabari Smith. I, there, there's not another guy. And this is why it's so cringeworthy to, to feel like this, but I wish we were talking about the Rockets being this bad and having the best opportunity at the number one pick in next year's lottery for Victor, for Victor Benanyama. Because that guy is better than any prospect in this draft, and it's not even – I think it's close. Um, but the Rockets, if they, if they get the number one overall pick in the draft and they stay there and they draft somebody – I don't see a way that they're going to be in contention for the number one pick in the draft in next year's draft. So it's all about getting as getting better as much as possible with that pick. And for me, I've done enough research on these other guys that Jabari Smith, in my opinion, is the safest pick in this draft if the Rockets were at the number one spot. If they're at the number two spot, right? And we'll break down more of these scenarios on, on Tuesday's show. But if they were in the number two spot, and let's say Jabari does go number one, I really don't know where I would go with the, the number two pick at the moment. If you had a gun to my head and say, Mike, you are on the clock, 
Jabari Smith is off the board. Who are you taking? I, I, I would probably go Paolo Boncaro as of right now. If I, if I had to put myself in the rocket shoes, that's who they probably would take in that scenario. Again, I wouldn't love that pick. I would probably go Jaden Ivey. I, I just, I think that as a facilitator, as a defender, as to the things that he could bring to this team, I think that's who I would take. And before we wrap the show up, good friend of the show, Sean, coming up on stage. What's up, brother? How are you? Me and doing great, Michael. Um, I, good, brother. I, I, What's going on? I guess head of the head of the lottery on Tuesday. I mean, let's think like what's our yep. I, I mean, I know we want number one, but what's the ideal way the rest of this shakes out? This, this, let's say you can trade down. Let's say the Rockets, like we may be in love with Jabari, but the Rockets aren't in love with Jabari. So let's say, all right, he's one, and there's somebody who probably will really want him at one. Like, who do we want the slot in at two, three, four, and five to make it viable? I mean, you know, I don't know, man. See, that's the thing is you say there's not a guy like a Jabari Smith in the league. That's, that's just not true. I mean, look at guys like Durant. Look at guys, and I'm not comparing those two, but I'm talking about bigger, taller guys that can handle the rock. Giannis, another good example. Um, I mean, Jason Tatum comes to mind. What is Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum's what, 6'8", I want to say? I'm looking it up right yeah. now. I mean, there's no difference between, for me, between he's 6'8". I mean, but 6'8 and 6'10 are basically the same thing. Jason Tatum comes in at 210, so... They're, you know, 1610, 220, 168, 210, right? I mean, are you asking me how I would build the big board for the Rockets? No, no. I, and I, I would say, yeah, I mean, I'd take that back. I mean, Tatum is as close to what Jabari is right now. I was just more thinking you're probably seeing more, there are probably more players left like Shadon Sharp and like a Jaden Ivey, that prototype, the, athletic you know the athletic guards that can shoot yeah. and run up and down the court versus you know there's one Jason Tatum I mean that's it I mean and then you'd have Jabari so that's why if you got Jabari you would really differentiate yourself because otherwise right. the only other well he's also yeah he also helps you the most right and this is just one off season or one postseason right Sean but my point is is that it's happening across the league Denver loses in, in the, what, first round with Jokic? Now, it would be different if they had Jamal Murray and if they had Michael Porter Jr. But Philadelphia gets knocked out with Embiid. Uh, Milwaukee just got knocked out with Brooke Lopez. Just because you have that big man does not mean anything in today's NBA. And that's the thing is, to me, I wouldn't touch Chet Holmgren with a five-foot pole. I just wouldn't. I don't think he's... A, if the Rockets land the number one pick in the draft versus the number three pick, like if the Rockets get the number three pick, like let's talk scenario, right? Let's say Paolo goes, Paolo and Jabari go one, two. The Rockets are at number three. Okay, let me ask you, Sean, who would you take? Shed Hungren or Jaden Ivey if you were the Rockets at three? And you had to pick. You can't trade down. Ivy. Yeah, see, I would take Ivy too. The, the thing about Chet, Chet just doesn't get me excited. Could he be a guy that you could build around in the front court? Yeah, he could be. But 
I mean, you're you're going to make that bet over a guy like a Jaden Ivey that you could pair with Jalen Green for the next ten years? I, I'm not passing up that chance. There's not a there's no way in hell. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I you take Ivy every, every time because the guy's just a better guard, and, and sure. you can find a way to make that work. And you have no idea what you're going to have with Kevin Porter Jr. anyway. So it, you, you're not really drafting over KPJ at that point. You're drafting to complement everyone. But no, I, I'd go with that in, in a heartbeat. Uh, okay, point. so let me let me ask you this question because. I know I'm going to get heat for this, and I really don't care because I said it last year, and I'll say it again. If the Rockets do not get the number one pick in the draft this past year was a colossal failure. Failure. Is that a, is that a fair statement? And people killed me last year for saying this, and they said it because, well, Mark, you can't, you can't determine the ping pong balls. You couldn't do this. No. I think people... Let me reiterate why I say it was a colossal failure. Because you put your fans through hell the last two years. Fair or unfair, Sean? Oh, no, fair. Okay. And it hurts. It, it, it is an extreme disappointment if you wind up with the worst record two years in a row and you can't get the number one pick either year. That's why I say that. Is because it's not just not getting the number one overall pick. It's the moves that this team has done that has put themselves and they can, and people can agree with this or disagree with this. The writing is on the wall. The moves that this team has made has proven to the fan base that they do not care about winning. They just don't. Now I have been one to say that I think the Rockets got an F minus with that Harden deal. The, the deal looks a lot better now for the Rockets but it's still not a win because you chose to kick the bucket down the road instead of bringing ready-made NBA talent to help this team win now. And I get the whole rebuilding and, you know, assets down the line, yada, yada, yada. We're talking about guys that can, in that trade, with draft picks that are in middle school right now. Like, I don't care about that. The, the, the payoff for the moves that this team has made over the past two years, is getting the number one overall pick in the draft. And if they don't come away with that Tuesday night, then the last two years, not the last two years, this past year was a colossal, maybe not failure, but it was a waste of time. It maybe is a better way to put it. Yeah, it, it feels that way unless you can, you know, get someone, unless you're drafting two and the team is drafting one, take somebody that he didn't want anyway. So, like, if you somehow, I don't know, OKC gets one and we're two and OKC takes Chet Holmgren at one, and then you can still get Jabari at two. I mean, for yeah, sure. I mean, for yeah, sure. I mean, just okay. Much better put. Yeah. It just to me, like, that's, that's where I'm coming from is the way I, I'm a results driven fan. I, I don't care how we get there, it doesn't matter. Like, none of it matters. I don't care if Garrison Matthews plays 40 minutes a night if we're winning. I don't care who gets the points. I don't care who gets the credit. The way I see it, this team will benefit most. I know as crazy as it sounds, but like the payoff to me, Sean and everybody listening right now, is the number one overall pick in the draft because it will build excitement. Like when was the last time, Sean, honestly, 
you felt excitement being a Rockets fan. True, bona fide excitement of like, okay, I'm down with this. Not like, oh, okay, they won a game excitement. I'm talking about like, I like the direction of the team. I'm excited to be a Rockets fan right now. Uh, the day we got Chris Paul in the trade. See? Yeah. That's about right. I mean, like, I loved when we drafted Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green can be a star. But, like, true excitement, I was giddy. I wouldn't call myself giddy because I knew what was coming the entire year. They were going to be awful. Once I knew Steven Silas was going to stay. So that's why I'm coming from the perspective of get the number one pick. Because then the Rockets hold their own destiny. Then they have the chance of this is who we want. So any final thoughts before we wrap up, Sean? Now I'm just looking forward. I mean, I, I want the ping pong balls to bounce our way. Oh. And I'm, I, I'm really interested in the, how it shakes out. And I don't know if you've ever done the Tankathon thing, but I've ran a couple of Sims on Tankathon and – I've had a couple of times where the Oklahoma City Thunder wound up with both their picks in the top four. So I'm really hoping that um, that doesn't happen because that would just be really painful. I don't know, man. We're going to find out Tuesday, brother. You have a good week. Yeah, we will. You too. Thanks, bro. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. If you want to follow me on Twitter, head on over to Twitter. Search at Podcast underscore MB. You can follow my incredibly talented co-host, Jeremy Brenner, at Jeremy Brenner. Search at The Dream Take to follow The Dream Take. Search Dream Shake SBN to follow all things Dream Shake all the time. Head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets every day. Uh, the details have not been decided on uh, for Tuesday for the NBA lottery, um, but I believe we will be live here on Spotify Live for uh, the actual NBA lottery. So as it's going, we will be live here to talk pre, during, and post all things NBA lottery 2022. It has been an absolute pleasure to be with you guys tonight. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.